The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 31 of MMA to the Max. I am your host, Robert Taylor, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Joseph Hudson, a.k.a. Riverside Joe, that beautiful man-child right there on the screen in front of you. How you doing today, Joe? I'm doing phenomenal, everybody. Welcome to episode number 31? 32? 30... 31. <laughs> 31. Oh, that's right. The, the original, I'm thrown off by the original episode 30 that got, got scrapped. Um... Great night of fight last night, yeah? Yeah, and a great night of fights uh, the week before as well. But uh, before we get into that, man, Joe, it's a new week. Yeah. It's a new drink. What are you drinking this week? Got myself a big black butte right there. You see that? What's that? Right that's the uh, 29th birthday per, uh, reserve right there, man. That's a special. That's a that's a rare. That's a special release. And I've saved my uh, virgin tasting of this beer to be on screen. I know how much people like that type of action on screen. So let's uh, go ahead and gauge my reaction to begin with. Cheers, brother. Cheers. I unfortunately wasn't going to wait for that little setup for my uh, my beer. So <laughs> how is it? How is it? It's sweet and fruity. Finishes real, real smooth. It's that little tang to it. So I like that. just like the men you enjoy. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, see, there it is right there. It's aged in 50% bourbon and rum barrels. That's where that tang is coming in, that little. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. I'm not a big fan of, like, the bourbon barrel aged kind of shit, but. Next step is we just got to get you some proper glassware. So. Yeah. The only thing that's cool, granted, this is uh, stone. But I like to drink my beer out of this because it reminds me of the man that I am. Fizzy yellow beer is for wusses. Just let everybody point. know. It's a good point. <laughs> so, it's a great glass, even though I'm not drinking stone at this moment. Um, but I may have to have my son go and grab me one uh, after I finish this. Because <laughs> i got a fridge full of them always. <laughs> and this week, I am drinking yeah, the Belching Beaver Good Morning Beautiful. It is the third, I believe, maybe fourth collaboration with the one of the greatest bands of all time. The Deftones. Um, this is a uh, brown ale with coconut coffee and maple syrup. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been tasting this thing uh, since we started recording. And this is by far one of the best beers I've ever had. It looks good. Nice and dark, just like your shirt. It like blends right in. No, this this is fantastic, man. That, ma that maple syrup finish is just puts this thing over the top. My God. Is it nice yet? Oh. I can't wait till we get get together and do a face to face live show again, where we can I can enjoy some of those great beers you're getting from the Total Wine and More, located in Rancho Cucamonga, California, off yeah, Baseline I'm gonna, Road. I'm gonna have to hit that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to go down there real soon now and uh and start and buy up all their stock of this stuff before it runs out. Jesus, this is really good. 
Oh, that is Belching Beaver. Good morning, beautiful. Jesus, what a good beer! Mm-mm-mm. What a what a great way to uh, open your day with a good morning, beautiful <laughs> yeah. Belching Beaver. The best part but... of waking up is Belching Beaver in your cup. But uh, <laughs> Beaver. Beaver in your face isn't necessarily a bad thing either. <laughs> That's true. That is true. That's a great way to wake up. <laughs> I, I do. Be upset. Uh, I do have the marshmallow stout from a Garage Brewing on 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 standby for when I do run out of this because I probably will go through this beer real quick. It is really that good. Oh yeah. Was that last week's you had, or did you have that um, the Phantom episode when you had the oh, the? Uh, no, the marshmallow, marshmallow. was uh, was before the video, but. Uh, Oh, okay. I had the cherry chocolate from Garage Brewing before, so but uh, which I do have another bottle of that as well. Um, but yeah, speaking of you know, we're talking, talking good beers. We're having, enjoying some good drinks since we recorded last episode. Man, there's been two good fights that have uh, gone down. Good, good events. Um, two good fight cards. Both yeah. cards were phenomenal. The main, yeah, especially the main events. Main events completely delivered yeah. in my mind of both of them. Even the even the co-main events delivered in my mind. Uh, yeah, I agree. Should we just dive right into the uh, the week? first? Yeah, let's just start in the last uh, last week. We recorded a uh, Saturday last week. Um, obviously, a day before the UFC fight night, uh, uh, Cowboy versus Maderos. That's Donald Cerrone and Yancey Maderos in the main event. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, man, a lot of people wrote uh, Donald Cerrone off on this fight, including yours truly. Uh, and yours just, truly. Yeah, just was not uh, feeling it anymore, and he was not looking that good at the weigh-ins either. So that kind of you know, he looked really small, really just like lazy about his training just from the weigh-ins. Um, I thought Maderos had the power to starch him. Cowboy just hasn't been looking that good. And I have no problem being proven wrong on this one because I am a big Cowboy fan, as it is almost every fight fan in the world, man. But he looked really yeah. good. And I don't care about this the, the, the complaints from other people out there about maybe being an early stoppage, but... Uh, no, it wasn't. It, it was it, it was a good stoppage in my mind, and Cowboy yeah. showed once again, you don't be friendly with him before or after the fight <laughs> or during the fight. I mean, after the fight, yeah, no. you can, but before and during the fight, do not be f- Cowboy's friend. Yeah, I, I appreciate the show of respect that uh, Yancey Medeiros gave Cowboy because Cowboy deserves every bit of respect that he got. Uh, going up and uh, giving Cowboy's mom a nice little kiss, respect to Cow- or Cowboy's grandmother, sorry. Yeah. All the respect in the world, I appreciate it. But yeah, you don't befriend Cowboy. The more friendly and happy he is, the more like a fun little sparring session it is, the more he's going to beat your ass. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's happened before. Uh, Matt Brown did it too, like showed him respect and was cool about everything. And, you know, yeah. even that was a war. But, I mean, Cowboy just wins these fights for some reason. Yeah, it, it, I think it's when he's comfortable and relaxed. The thing that Nate Diaz did was he made it a dog fight and he yelled at him and uh, got in his face and got him emotional. Same thing with Darren and, Till fight. Darren Till gave him no respect leading up to the fight. Uh, just he just basically treated him yep. like an over the hill, you know, past his prime fighter. So yeah, based upon that beard and the leathers, can we start calling him Biker Cerrone? <laughs> <laughs> he did, dude. I'm like, okay, I think his last his last KO knocked something from a from riding you know horses to bikes. Now I'm sure he always rode motorcycles, but it's like, oh yeah, of course he wrote. He he did everything. Guy. I mean, that's just yeah. what Stroney is, man. He's an adrenaline junkie, so that's why Dana White was always on him about doing, you know, stop doing that stuff, man. We don't want to lose you for fights. Cowboy's like, Bitch. yeah, especially because he'll, yeah, he'll short notice everything too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it was, 
yeah, it was a great win for Cowboy. Um, I feel like, do you get this feeling like we're rushing right now? I don't know. Maybe. I do. I do. Because I want to talk a little bit more about what it was that you saw in Cerrone that you liked. <laughs> Combinations, was it aggression, footwork, something. He just... No? No, he just he just looked like the Cerrone of old in this fight. Is the best way I can describe it. Yeah, his again, his timing, his footwork, his piecing, his combinations. It's when he is comfortable. This is the best way to describe it. He was in there. He's a he's a marathon runner, and he had a straight run with no hills, no ups, no downs. He was just like comfortable. This is easy, and yeah. he looked it. Timing yeah. was perfect. Precision was spot on. Um, his footwork, getting off the center line. Yancey clipped him with some good punches, but Sony does have a decent chin despite getting the shit rocked out of him by till but who is not going to get the shit rocked out of him by till at 70 especially when Cerrone's a small 70 and fucking till is bigger than me yeah and 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 uh, like we were saying before i was just yeah he looked comfortable that's that's that is the key to a donald Cerrone fight and that's how you beat donald Cerrone is you make him uncomfortable that's what you know yeah. that's what till did that's what uh um lawler was doing even though that was a really close fight yeah that's what uh dos Anjos did twice so yep and, and it's one of those reasons, too, why I, I feel like if that fight with Habib Nurmagomedov ever would have came to fruition, uh, it would have been just completely one-sided. So just because, you know, Habib's the one that makes people feel uncomfortable. So, And the only reason I bring well, that up is because that people were talking about Cerrone versus Habib later, and Cerrone could beat him, and I'm like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Cerrone, Cerrone will get taken down, and though he does have – if you look at his stats, he has a lot of submission wins – which would show that he has got great jujitsu, which he does have good yeah, jujitsu. Most of his submission wins come off of him rocking somebody, them going in for a sloppy takedown, catching a guillotine, or he rocks them, they go in for a takedown, get him, he wraps them up in a triangle, something when they're already rocked from his punches first. Khabib isn't going to be rocked before he takes Cerrone down. He's going to be clear-headed and powerful and And if dominant he is, you're not going to know, that's for sure. He won't yeah. let you know. There's, yeah, there's only one guy in the UFC, I think, that has the back game to give to give any kind of fit to Khabib. And that's Tony Ferguson, which we're going to find out soon enough how that plays out. But he's uh, the only guy that's got the back game. In my mind... I can't wait to preview that that fight. I can't wait till we preview that fight. Ugh. I can't wait I can't wait to watch that fight, dude. <laughs> if he, it even he's happens. He's lower that it happens. Yeah, seriously. If, if it even oh, happens, man. man. I, I honestly believe that's that, that fight. We'll, we'll get into that later because uh, it, it's going to kind of coincide with the topic that I want to talk about. But... Um, yeah. In the co-main event, though, congratulations, Cerrone. Yeah, the, the class, by the way, the class shown afterwards, um, having Maderos go out there and hug his grandmother and everything. That was that was awesome to see. Um, you know, you can you can you can be warriors and enemies inside the cage, but when you're done, man, you're done. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, so you're done. Shake hands and buy each other a beer. As long as the one was dirty and and rotten and whatever, yeah. you're good. Yeah. Yeah, and in the co-main event. Derek Lewis making his uh, return from retirement. He was scheduled to fight for Brice over Doom before he pulled out with an injury um, mm -hmm. as part of his return from his, like, four-month retirement. Uh, taking on Mar <laughs> Marshin Tibura, who is coming off yeah. a very fantastic showing in a losing effort with uh, the aforementioned Fabricio Verdum. And it's that showing is one of the reasons why I was picking Tibura. And for the first two rounds, it was, a, it was looking like a smart pick because... Derek Lewis was lost on the ground. He was getting dominated and giving up mount. Yeah. Uh, he literally, in hindsight, you look at, okay, I think he was giving up mount because he was trying to give up his back so he could bend over and do his little shimmy, jimmy shake or whatever the hell they were calling it. 
and you know shake Marcin Tabura off his back, which he did, and his legs didn't give out, which is all credit in the world to the strength of um, Derek Lewis's legs and back. Yeah. And his back was the whole reason why he retired. He was able to hold them there whole, the whole time. Um, he was being dominated in those first two Absolutely. rounds. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, 10 I eights. had ten eight. Yeah, Ty- Tibera was definitely up two rounds to none. I mean, that was like without question. Yeah, the, the second round was, in my mind was a ten eight. Um, first round could have gone that way, so Derek had to knock him out, and he never. See, that's a warrior. He never gave up. He never was like, "Fuck, this guy's been dominating." Because in the third round, he got him down too. Uh, it's been a while. Memory serves. He got him down. I think he shook him off quicker, mm-hmm. or he was able to scramble up. But he never gave up. He got him in that clinch, and he just threw for the fences and. Marching took one heavy shot, wobbled him. The second heavy shot, that yeah. you know, loop uh, right hook, I just put him down, and it didn't really KO him, but it it, it took the legs off from under him. And, and that's just off the- yeah, that's just been Derek Lewis's game though for 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 the longest time. Like even you know he may be gassed, but he's always going to have that that explosion to be able to finish a fight at yeah. any time in, in the later rounds. I mean, he I think he went to the fourth round uh, again. I forgot the dude's name, but it was in his uh, last his only main event. Um, or it could have been the co-main event. I think it was the main event. Um, Russian guy. I forgot his name off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, he yeah, had the a, rec, the, the jujitsu guy. Yeah, and he, I mean, the and he, guy. Yeah, and he had, he had mount and he had top top control on Derek Lewis for most of the fight. And then Derek Lewis still the, he gassed out. Derek Lewis still found that explosive power, that explosive energy mm-hmm. to finish the fight. That's just what he's known for. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to get him very far in the division. Um, you know, he's talking about Francis Ngannou, and I mean, he could definitely out cardio Ngannou, he, but can he take the shots? He can beat He can beat Ngannou if because if he can keep him against the cage and, and Velasquez him basically. If he can do it, because one thing Steve not to go off too much of a tangent, but one thing Steve Bakes goes exposed in Francis is he uses his strength and power, Over lack technique. of technique everywhere. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so so Derek Lewis shows that he has got the cardio. So if he can weather the storm and, and just make um, Ngano use strength over technique, get him in the second round, he could put him out. Because I think, I think Stipe hits hard as shit, but I think Derek hits harder. Yeah, no, it's very possible. Um, I just think but, with yeah. some of the shots in Ngano took, he has, a, he has a great chin. I mean, I'm going to be quite honest. You take Derek Lewis, you put him in a fight with uh, Curtis Blades, I'm picking Blades all day, every day. I'm picking Blades against just about anybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think Blades is the real deal, and uh, I I I mean he's still so young and raw too, and at least in the fight game that he's only going to get better. So, uh, but it was a great win for Derek Lewis, a uh, great return victory and everything. Uh, just, oh yeah. I don't I don't see much happening for him unless he sticks with strikers. I'm going to be honest. I mean I love the guy. He's a, he's a personality. He's a kook, but uh, oh. Follow follow his uh, Instagram. He <laughs> yeah. has one of the best Instagrams in MMA, man. It's so funny. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a great. great guy, hero. He's you know saving he's all those people from the the storm. So yeah, no, he's he's awesome. And uh, below that, man, James Vick. James Vick. Yes. Continuing his streak, taking on the always tough uh, Francisco Trinaldo, and basically just doing what everybody thought he would do and that was just use his 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 height and his reach advantages to just stay on the outside because you do not want to get caught by one of those bullish haymakers from Trinaldo and no unfortunately he did get caught by some of them the height difference just made it so the power did not translate well enough but mm-hmm. uh yeah it's still four wins in a row for uh James Vick and a very quality victory over a quality opponent I don't care how old he is Oh no, he, he's one of those perennial contender kind of guys who's who's always going to be in the mix, a, a gatekeeper if you want. But yeah, no, Trinaldo is awesome, always fun, always exciting to watch. Again, a guy who always moves forward, 
even when he's hurt, he stays in there and never gives up on his strength and his power. And Vic hurt him a couple times. But what I like to see out of Vic is his ability to fight differently against different opponents. I like his ability um, to he fight was able long. To use his jab. Yeah, he's able to fight That's long. It, but a lot of fighters can't do that. Like a lot of the longer, taller no. fighters, <clears throat> Kendall Grove, were never able to use their height and their reach advantages, and he's able to do that. Exactly. He can keep you at the end of his jab. He's got good footwork. What people don't understand is in the game of distance management, something I kind of like a little bit in MMA and in fighting, it's footwork. It starts mm-hmm. with your footwork. You can have the world's quickest, fa- fast, best, most accurate jab on earth. But if your feet aren't planted in the right spot, if your feet aren't steady go for angles to exit out and keep that space, your, your distance management is gone. It starts with your feet. Yeah. James Vick, good footwork, good head movement, keeping him getting glanced by some of those heavy shots that Ronaldo threw at him. But for the most part, he's not the best footwork guy in the world, but he's the best at using, in, in recent memory, using his feet to maintain his distance, to, to do that. The way, I don't know. I like it, though. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I like his footwork. I mean... Think about it this way, man. It puts him at a puts him at about nine and one in the UFC alone. Yes, sir. Five fight win streak before the Darius knockout. Now four fight win streak. And see, here's the problem though that Darius knockout is <clears throat> he's still very susceptible to that overhand. Yes, that that's problem. That's it's the same issue that Rockhold has and other multiple other fighters. And uh, uh, there's other fighters from there's another fighter from the. Uh, <clears throat> UFC Orlando card that is susceptible to it and fights the same way, uh, Alan Joban, that, that, that makes yes. it, you know, they have issues with that. And this is something that, I, I don't know, he's 13 and one, man, he's 14 fights into his pro career. It's the same thing with Rockwell. It's something that he's going to have to fix. Cause although he does, he was able to use his height advantage. I mean, he's, he, he gets tagged. He could get tagged, man. He's not, you know, Dariush isn't exactly a short dude and he was able to get in there so when he gets to the top 10 yeah that the higher ranked opponents and the people that have been you know that are elite like like we always say and like frankie said there's levels of this shit levels to this shit i don't i don't i just i, I don't know how well he's gonna fare yeah I, again against a guy like darius who isn't technically a super power puncher but he's a very accurate very skillful very well-timed striker and that's where you start to get from good guys like trinaldo who are heavy-handed then you get guys like like Darius, you're in the same the same waiting pool as, as a guy like Toronto. I say waiting pool because it's shallow. There's not a lot of guys that are in that upper mid-tier level. Yeah. So you get guys with great power like Trinaldo. You get guys with great precision, but not a lot of power like Darius. You start moving up to the next level, you get precision and power. Then you get stamina, and you get all those other things. They're all adding up. You know, It's not just one or two things. They've got all three or four aspects to striking or their ground game, like Khabib, who's got everything you can want in a ground game fighter. So we'll see. I, I think uh, a rematch against Darius would fare well. I think he he, he could he could beat him and, and get that off. Um, I think Kevin Lee's got a fight coming up, but I wouldn't mind seeing him against Kevin Lee. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about Kevin Lee versus uh, Edson Barbosa. That's what they're working on signing. Yeah, so. which I think is a good fight. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good it's fight too. It's but a I wouldn't fight. mind seeing. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Vic against uh, Kevin Lee um, or even Barbosa. I think Barbosa would just be too accurate with those punches and kicks, and he'd get in get in and hurt Vic. But you know, it was good. Let's see him keep that left hand up, right? Yeah, right. Uh, speaking of striking, um, footwork, distance footwork. management, all the good stuff. Curtis Millinder takes a short notice fight Boom. and faces, you know, and ends up absolutely dominating former welterweight title uh, challenger Tiago Alves in a way that I've never seen Alves dominated before, especially on the feet. This was oh, yeah. absolutely 
one-sided. And, you know, some can say, wow, Curtis Millender is that good. And some can say that Tiago Alves is just really old in the fight game. I'm going to say both of those are completely true. Curtis Millender is really that good. Alves, it's, he just hasn't evolved with the game. And it might be time to think about, you know, hanging him up. He goes back to you have power, precision, timing. He's got power. He's got decent precision. His timing is off. He's, his hooks are a little too looping, things like that, that will mess with your timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he doesn't have everything. Curtis Millinder has timing, accuracy, footwork, distance management, body work, which we're just now starting to really get seen a lot in, in MMA. And shout out to Shorty for his body working him that knockout, showing why you do it. Curtis Millender reminded me of a young, faster, because he's smaller, Johnny Bones Jones. Yeah. The way he throws his strikes, the way he was setting it up. Um, but I think he's a better or more seasoned striker than Bones is, um, obviously. But uh, fuck, dude, I'm so excited to see this kid fight some more. And he's he's local. Yes, right he is. Out of I was here gonna in, say, uh, yeah. Fullerton, California, North Orange County. I think he trains at a gym uh, not too far from where I work. So I'm like, huh, maybe I should take my lunch and sit out there and I can beat him and get an autograph. Be a little yeah, right. boy. Yeah, no, he's, uh, no <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got a bright future, man. I can't wait to see him get booked. Um, yep. His striking, his striking is going to cause people problems. And it, it, here's the thing, though. It's not just his striking. I mean, he's got a ground game that people just don't see. Oh, no, he's got everything. He's a great fighter uh, from all all. Anything you've heard about him, if you've seen any of his previous fights, the kid is on top of the game with everything. Yeah, I mean, he did have a run in Bellator that was pretty unsuccessful. He he was choked out, choked out by uh, Brennan Ward and Fernando Gonzalez. Yeah. Um, both guillotine, or sorry, one guillotine, one rear naked choke. Um, he's just, but he's he's improved so much from them. He's now on a seven fight win streak. It's just, yep. I think the sky's the limit for somebody like him. I really do. Yeah. Uh huh. I, I think so too. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited. Yeah, he, his Bellator run wasn't all that good, but I think they put him against guys that he wasn't ready for just yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, opening up the main card, though, I really wanted to get into this fight a little bit because the uh, this yeah it kind of brings up a point of scoring in MMA in in a sense. Uh, Sage Northcutt defeated uh, T Ball Guti by unanimous decision. Um, Two rounds to one for all three judges. Okay. And when watching the fight live, when I was watching it, I mean, granted, I didn't watch it that Sunday night. I watched it Monday afterwards. I'm not so sure how Sage wins that fight. I mean, I could see it. It's granted, tough. It was, I could see them it's giving it. It's not a robbery. It's a close fight. But I am really, you'd be hard-pressed to get me to give a round to the fighter that got dropped. Yeah. Which is closest to being finished. And in rounds one and two, Northcutt was dropped. And he was pinned against the cage the entire time, so he wasn't dictating where the fight takes place. Exactly. And, I mean, even the yeah. third round, not much happened. Everybody said Guti was just landing or laying on him. He still took him down four out of four times and was you know controlling him for the entire fight. I don't think the, the strikes that Northcutt was landing on him you know, in the third round, would you know, are that were that much uh, uh, more effective to outweigh his 
grappling yeah. that he was doing, the four out of four takedowns plus top control. I mean, sure, he may have been laying on him, but he was still controlling him. He was dictating where the fight went. And it's not like Sage was throwing up submissions, you know, making him defend, because then, then Sage would be dict dictating the fight on the ground. Yeah, give me one second. I got a, a Hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. I'll be right back. Buddy. You got to do Sorry. what you got to do. <laughs> so, as my co-host takes care of baby and family things, just want to keep going real quick and just keep talking about that. It all depends on when it comes to judges and the way they score and the way you might score as a fan. I know a lot of people scored that fight for Sage. I'm in complete dis disagreement with that because of the fact that like I said, you can how do you how do you score a round for a fighter that gets dropped? Now the new rules were not in effect in Austin. They're not in effect in the state of Texas, which I think is just ridiculous. I've said it before on the show. But the judges are still scoring the fight based off of a new judging criteria. Most of the new unified rules is mostly just to take care of the rules in the cage, you know, grounded fight or the extended fingers and everything like that. But most judges, they're not going and changing their judging criteria from state to state. That's staying the way it is. You know, they're, they're going to they're gonna judge a fight as a whole, no matter what state, based off of the new criteria. And the new criteria, I just, I, I have a hard time giving a round to somebody that was dropped. And, and Northcutt was dropped. Was he completely on his back? Maybe, no. I mean, but he was dropped to his knees and he immediately was grabbing for a takedown. He was hurt. He was rocked. Guti came closest in rounds one and two to finishing the fight. It's just, just I, I, I don't know how you can give either of the first two rounds to Sage Northcutt. I, I don't. And even the third round, I'd be hard-pressed to even, you know, it's just the volume of his strikes... They just were not damaging enough to outweigh the uh, the, the the grappling of, of Guti. Uh, granted, it wasn't active grappling, but this is MMA, man. I mean, wrestling and top control has to take has to have as much precedence or as much you know equality when it comes to scoring as as striking. I mean, it really does. Striking and grappling have to be treated the same. They're both part of the same mixed martial arts. I mean, you just I don't know why people are just going to dismiss somebody taking somebody down four out of four times in one round because he didn't do much with them. So that's just, hey, he's back. That's my That was my solo rant. So Were you able to carry on without me? Absolutely, man. I was just going on a little round <laughs> rant about the scoring. No, I wasn't going to just sit here. The show was here, and as soon as you went away, it like, went up here. So, we don't want to give the fans too much. <laughs> Keep the expectations low. Yeah, it was. Like, it was like it was like. Okay, the show was cool. Yeah, you guys are doing a good job. Joe left. Robert went on a rant. Holy shit! So it's a rant that no one's gonna ever listen because as soon as I get up, they're just gonna fast forward until I sit back down. <laughs> Phantom rant once again. Yeah. Baby, all <laughs> the, right. The, the score for Stage Northcut. Yeah, he's um, learning how to go potty on his own. And he didn't get his pants down in time and had pee all down his poor little legs. And he doesn't like being wet. And I can't blame him. So it's okay. Some, uh, some, dr hey, some drunken nights, I'm in the same boat. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, mommy's outside doing some gardening and stuff. And normally he's been really good. But I think these pants, because it's cold, he's got long pants on. Nah, it's so fine. I had to take care of some duties. But thank you for carrying on. And gotta do what you gotta do, brother. Do. 
But yeah, I was just saying yes, on sir. the uh, you could just watch me burp on the screen. Anyways, I was just saying in this rant about the uh, the scoring is uh you know, I just I I'm I'm just hard pressed to give a round. Like I was saying, um the, the the new unified rules of mixed martial arts were not in effect in the state of Texas. They haven't adopted them. But right. judges all across the country, everywhere, are still judging they're still their scoring criteria is still being you know, they're still using it to judge around. Yeah, they're all, using, nine, they're all using it. I mean, most of the new unified mm -hmm. rules anyways take care of shit inside the cage. The extended rule Correct. of fingers is a, is a, is a you know, is a, a warning and then a point taken away, the grounded fighter, all that stuff. So I, I just like I said, I just find it really hard to score around for a guy that was dropped. I and almost finished. I mean, I, I granted I don't care what happens after he's dropped. That's the closest anybody came to finishing the fight in that in that fight. The most significant thing that happened in that Absolutely. fight was him getting touched up like that. And yeah, I agree. Look, I like Sage. Happy to see where he's where he's going. What's going to happen with him? His progression. Um, he had good timing on his entries, on his takedowns. Oh yeah, his takedowns but he wasn't great. able those to finish are, them. Those were Faber level freaking uh, uh, power double legs straight into side control. Man, those are beautiful. Really, really good. But towards towards later in the fight, he wasn't able to finish those because his strength was fading and his technique was off a little bit by by driving and turning just fine. Mm. Those are the things he's obviously going to get better at uh, working at Team Alpha Mouse. Some of his entries were a little sloppy. He got carried away, was a little hurt. But all in all, it was good to see him look better. Um, he's getting better. I'm glad he won the fight because I think that helps him and his personal progression up. But... Um, uh, yeah, it's hard to score around to a yeah. guy who got dropped. I, 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 I just I find it hard to score for him. Um, many in the yeah. MMA media also agree and scored that fight 29-28. Uh, uh, Guti, which actually some yes. a couple of them scored at 30-27. I'm okay with 29-28, but 30-27 is probably... I mean, if you're going to value strikes and grappling as equals, which as they should... You should be, yes. Then, then yeah, uh, I mean, I can see thirty twenty-seven, but twenty-nine twenty-eight at the minimum for Guti should have been that score. I I do think there was some home cooking in that one. One hundred percent home cooking, but it was to the advantage of anybody who picked Sage in their uh, Pickums League. But, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's whatever though. I mean, I'm not going to cry robbery. Um, no, it wasn't people, a robbery. A lot of people throw was. that word around way too fucking much, and that's what you know. And you know, anytime there's a decision they don't agree with, robbery. No, there was no robbery. Diego Sanchez, Ross Pearson yeah. is a robbery. So yeah, you want to see a robbery? Go out back, watch that fight, <laughs> and then that is that is that is your gauge. Yeah. You know, for everything you want to call a robbery. If it isn't that, it's a bad decision. And, and that's then, a fucking and, and then go and then watch Diego Sanchez's reaction as if he knows he won the fight. Yeah, because he really thinks he won the fight. Like he doesn't even act like like when Joe Lozon won, uh, was gifted a decision against uh, Mar uh, Marcin Held. You know Lozon. Yeah, he, he was knew, like, he, Whoa. he's like, no. I he even said on the interview, I didn't win this fight. Diego Sanchez was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I think that was also in New Mexico, was it not? Yep. Yeah, that was beyond home cooking. Oh, that yeah. was big time cooking in your grandma's kitchen right there. <laughs> But all in all, Sage is looking better. Oh, that's yeah. what we want to he's see. He's got a lot of holes, kid. Oh, he's got a lot of holes. And I was really surprised that we talk about footwork and distance management. His inability to not let Guti cut him off. Granted, when he'd get against the cage, he could use his quickness and slip out. Um, but Guti was able to pressure him forward a lot and not let Sage get off any of his striking. So he's got to 
he's got to work on his his foam with boxing skills yeah a little bit more because just that karate distance so he's got that naturally karate distance his wrestling entries are getting his entries are good his finishing is getting better now let's work on that inside boxing yep which you would see a little bit of that here and there uh, keep working at alpha male um i think that's the right camp for him for now i think he keeps moving and then once he gets the belt he goes and visits Dwayne, and he stays there <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta go to Dwayne to get your strike you gotta go to Dwayne. I, yeah I, I would be interested just curious to see what that would do a bang Muay Thai system with the striker like Sage. Ooh. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. Yeah. He'd lose that focus on wrestling, which I think he he badly needs, so that's why he should stay with Alpha Male and Alpha Male striking well, I mean, is he, more he wrestling. He still off. train his wrestling with uh TJ and and the others that are that are there. Sure. So and even then he could go to elevation fight team. Uh, Curtis Blaze training lab everything. TJ's so. going down here. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean it's it's always possible. There's always yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Yeah, if he, if he, I'm mean, we're just talking like we know all these camps or whatever. But yeah, if he, <laughs> if he trained with, T, with TJ at, um, uh, what is it, uh, training lab down here in Southern California, got Mark Munoz for wrestling. So he's got a got a, a good amount of wrestling that he can work with. And again, so that's the great thing that TJ always had is he had that snake like in and out. That's the way he wrestled, and so his striking yeah. translated that way really yeah. easily too. No, that I would could, help yeah, Sage. No. But yeah, all in all, happy to see that kid do well. <laughs> yeah, it was a good show, man. It was a good card. Um, even, even the prelims on Fox, uh, you know, three finishes, one decision. And even, yeah. the deci- even the decision to me, I don't, I, I, they gave Brandon Davis and Steven Peterson, the, the fight of the night, um, based to me, based mm-hmm. off of just the third round, uh, where they, you know, they were just throwing down, but to me, uh, Lucy Pudulova and Sarah Morass is, was the fight of the night. I enjoyed the hell out that of that fight. That was the best fight. That was the best fight all the way around. Those girls were going at it. Yeah, dude. they were throwing down. And I hope they got some, <clears throat> some performance bonuses, you know, backstage, some, you know, you know. Discretionary. Slip, yeah, discretionary slip in the pocket type bonuses. Especially uh, Morass, Morris, I forgot. I think it's I think it's Morris, Sarah Morris. Um, Morris, yeah. Because she was doing damage from guard on top. Before the ref inexplicably just stood them up, leading to her getting dropped and almost finished in the first round, and made no sense. Yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. And 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 refs are starting to like. And he was I forgot his name off the top of my head too now, but he he's he refed a couple of the fights uh, on the card. But they made they made they made a point to notice that to to, to note that he was like okay. kind of new to the UFC. But uh, yeah, man, he's got to really go back to the small time shows and ref some more of those because he almost com- yeah. 100% contributed to the you know the outcome of a fight. He really did. Yeah, he he contributed in the wrong way. He didn't stop illegal blows to the back of the head or a glancing knee to a downed opponent <laughs> or anything like that. Did you just I'm get just lost? Kidding. We're not there yet. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just foreshadowing. Yeah, he stepped in when it wasn't necessary. He got himself involved when it wasn't needed, and that's that's the problem. Uh, yeah, you don't do that. Absolutely, and and but, yeah, that was a horrible stand up, and it you know, in the end, I mean, you never know what could have happened, but in the end, I mean, it went to decision, so that's good. Um, Alex yeah. Morono absolutely just outclasses Josh Merkman on the uh, preliminary card on Fight Pass, the main event. Uh, time for Berkman to retire. If there's anybody that needs to retire, it's Berkman. He's like one in seven in his last eight fights. He's on like a five or six fight losing streak. Yeah, I was, I 
didn't pick Berkman. Um, I like him. I don't he used to be one of my did. favorite fighters, but I accidentally picked him by accident or something happened. Um, and I picked him and I lost my pick on that. But <laughs> yeah, Berkman, dude, I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know what to tell you. Cause I like you. You got heart. I just hate seeing you get KO'd like that. Yeah, it's pretty Your bad. Sub. He got rocked and oh, rocked he got and dropped and caught and then pulled in the sub. Sounds like you got a lot of uh, motion and activity going down over there, buddy. Yeah, it is currently nap time, so mommy's grabbing the boys and getting them in nap time, and they want to fight <laughs> nap time. And hoping daddy comes to who, save them. I was gonna say, who doesn't want to ever fight the nap time when they're a kid? They may be tired, but it's still playtime, man. I know, I know, but once you become an adult and someone says, "Hey, you want to take a nap?" Yep, sure. Yeah, I'm like. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm going to take a nap now, after the show, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, you don't have work tomorrow, right? So you're, nah, you're good. good to take a nap and party all night? I'm going I'm to yeah. probably, honestly, watch a WWE Elimination Chamber after this. Maybe order some more pizza okay. and uh, go from there. I'm actually going to train some of the people, show some of the people how OBS works for uh, the rest of the W2M Net shows. So should be should be fun. Uh, so might yes. mean that I might be on the show, one of the shows. So we'll see. Oh, you got a busy night. Good for yeah, you, man. Yeah, could be a busy night. Um, yeah, but while we're still on the subject, uh, would have been nice to have uh, Derek Bow on the show. We were supposed to we advertised him on the show. We we're supposed yeah. to. Unfortunately, there was a very bad incident where his uh, like thirty minutes before we're recording, his Wi Fi went completely out. Um, his internet went completely out, so he was unable to uh, join. And I'm starting to think that him guesting on this show is turning into the podcast <laughs> version of. Habib versus Tony. Oh, no kidding, right? Yeah, it's never going to happen. It yeah. just can't happen. The, the powers that be will not let it be. Yeah, we had we, we, had, the, we had the great first, show man, for live... episode 30, and there was just a malfunction in the recording, so we couldn't post it. And now this episode, yep. internet goes out. It, it, it might just it just might not ever happen. <laughs> so Yeah, I think we got to figure out a way to just do it live. My house is kind of in between where both of you guys live. Just come meet here. Works out for everybody. And then there's no internet bug. Maybe talk to <laughs> Garage Brewing Company about oh, yeah. doing a live show at their brewery. That would be a good idea. Marshmallow Stout on tap. All day long. It's going to be a long <laughs> Uber ride to get back to Corona, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it'll be, sure oh, it'll be an Uber. Way. We'll have the women drive us and have them just sit the way over there away from us while we record. That, 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 that thought popped in my head right now, so I'm totally down with trying to talk to them about doing it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun. Yeah. And it's in, it's be, in Temecula, and we could talk yep. about Sam Alvey getting on the show. So, um, that would, Yeah, that would be cool. So we're moving on real quick, man. Last night. That fight is done. Yeah, that fight. We, we talked about the card. We're moving through this show. I mean, I know you got things to do, family, and... Uh, yeah. Yep, yep. But I'm gonna got, need more beer to drink. Uh, you are. We got Josh Emmett versus Jeremy Stevens. UFC fight night on Big Fox. Yeah, last night, uh Saturday. Oh man. Oh, yeah. Dude, it was a great show. February twenty fourth. Orlando, Florida. Emmett versus Stevens, dude. I'm gonna be honest with you. The show started off you. really flat for me. Like it was just like the preliminary fight, uh fight cards. Plenary cards, the fights there on the uh, the the fight pass show, the fight pass ah, fight pass portion, getting tongue twisted. Fight pass prelims. Yeah, tongue twisted. Yeah, they didn't start off too hot for me. I mean, Manny Bermudez, the Bermudez Triangle, 
did what I expected yeah. him to do just a little bit later. Um, yep, looks he's, good. He's really good. He's one of those new age uh, fighters, and they, they they noted it on the pot on the show on the event that yeah, his first martial art was MMA. So, yeah, he never trained in striking or wrestling. He's always been a mixed martial arts. That's his martial art, his face. Yeah, and it showed. Yeah. His ability to change striking to grappling to scrambles to back yeah, it's and that's and that's and that's that's what more fighters are going to end up becoming. That's the evolution of the sport. They're 100%. all going to be training in MMA. There's not going to be specialists anymore. You might get one or two or a couple here, but the most for the most part, they're all going to start jumping in and training MMA from the get go. Um, or there'll be a specialist like someone who wrestled in high school and college, but they're also doing jujitsu in high school and elementary school or mm -hmm. kickboxing as well or something. You know, they're going to have that bag of tricks going back to their childhood. Yeah. And, and, but the reason I said it was starting out flat, cause even though we got a submission finish there and then we got a submission finish in the, uh, Hani Yaya and Russell Doan fight, which by the way, congratulations to Hani Yaya on that. That was beautiful. Especially because of his, you know, his mother just passing. Like days, days, prior. Yeah, days before the fight, which is I just, you know, I, you know, my mother passed, <laughs> so I I know the feeling of of losing a mom, but like yeah. be, still being able to go on and fight after that, like I couldn't even imagine what kind of feelings he was having in that cage or just the week leading up to the fight. That's just how do you get up and train? Like yeah. the depression. The, I mean, I guess you the anger you probably have, you can get it out a little bit, but. He went in there and he dominated um, Doan like nobody's fucking business, dude. Yeah, but I mean, um, but it wasn't an entertaining fight, is what I'm saying. Oh, in that sense. see, this is where we might disagree a little bit. It was it was fun jujitsu and passing and scrambling. It, it, and, it was in the third round, but the first two rounds it was all just uh, honey. Well, I'm sorry, not honey. He wants to be known as Ronnie, even though it's pronounced. Yeah, I honey. noticed that it's honey. <laughs> I'm like, why do they keep calling him Ronnie? It's well, honey. No, yeah, it is but honey, but he yeah he says to call him Ronnie. So, which is so weird. But he can't even say Ronnie. He says Honey because he's Brazilian. <laughs> God damn it! But, no, don't call me Honey. Call me Honey. <laughs> you know, you know me. You know I love a good jujitsu fight and a good jujitsu match. But for the most part, it was him just controlling one position against Russell Doan until the third round, and that's yeah. when things started getting a little more exciting, which then led into the awesome, exciting knockout of smile with smiling Sam Alvey. Um, yeah, back at 205, uh, underdog going into the fight. I got it? Yeah, you got it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not and, quite. And, and Marcin Prashino was not a pushover, dude. This guy was a legit, you know, stand up fighter with legit power. Oh, yeah, a legitimate striker, yeah, legitimate legit striker, legit power. finisher, For real, with probably the dumbest fight IQ I've ever seen. Especially, for, you know, <laughs> even, even for clips. a UFC debut, you know, uh, just gets clipped by rushing in with his chin up. And when he gets up, decides for some reason that Russian didn't hurt him. So he's just going to walk towards Alvi with his chin up and his hands down, just saying, hit me. And Alvi did. Yeah. <laughs> Put him he right out. up his chest real big. Yeah. It was just. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Hats I'm, off to Sam. Yeah, great Sorry. fight, great yeah. knockout for not great fight, I should say, great knockout for Sam Alvey. But uh, I'm not gonna lie and say that, like, dude, this guy just pretty much gave him the fight. I mean, yeah, that, he tried to get in a brawl with a brawler, like that's exactly. Sam, not to say Sam is technical, he does definitely throw technical precision, you know, good punches, but he got into a brawl with a brawler, and he's and, and Marchine is more of a tactician, powerful, strong tactical type of striker um 
Pass off to Sam Alvey for get out there. And Sam's wife, I noticed on crutches. I hope everything's okay, but she's fucking tough enough to get out there as well, man. And <laughs> yeah. make sure she's in her man's corner. Dude. So. That's cool. I, I I don't know why I love seeing seeing that. I know I've made jokes in the past, just teasing, but I really respect and love the fact that they do that as a unit, man. I think that's really cool. So hats off to the Alvies. Well, I don't know if Colby Covington would see that as pretty cool, judging by the way he oh, reacted to uh, Mike Perry's uh, girlfriend, fiance being in the uh, in the corner. But uh, real quick before we get to that, opening up the preliminary card on Fox was the fight of the night, and it was my fight of the night, and they gave it the fight <sighs> of the night. Alan yeah. Joban and Ben Saunders showing that you can still be friends and train together and get in the cage and throw down, and boy, did they throw down throw down did they? they both clipped the crap out of each other it just happened to be that inside leg kick left hook uh it wasn't really a combination the leg kick stumbled and then throwing over the top with that mm-hmm. left hook from uh, joe bandit hit saunders funny thing right saunders got boom goes straight down he's laying there and his like eyes are rolled back in his head and my three-year-old goes <laughs> did he see him a lullaby go night night i'm like yeah he did he sung him some chin music <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, it, it, it was oh, it was nasty. Songs. But unfortunately, one of the things we're I, you know I mentioned earlier is Joe Ban, like Rockhold, has this issue about backing up with his his chin straight, like backing straight up with his chin up. Yeah, you're backing and, up. and his lead hand down, which leaves him just completely susceptible to those shots that even Ben Saunders was catching. Uh, Gunnar yeah. Nelson caught, and other people, even Mike Perry, started getting success on it. You know, as the fight yep. went on in their fight, and. I love Joe Ban. I think he's an exciting fighter, a great fighter. I just, you know, he's got a ceiling because of that type of defense. It's the same thing. Yeah, and his, I think his original background is Muay Thai. Um, so, yeah, he, he has a striking as his base. He should keep that hand up. He should keep that chin down um, and backing up in a straight line as opposed to backing up at an angle or to, to, to you know, faint one way and come back the other. Fun as fuck to watch fight. I think if he can master that issue with, it, you know, He's relying on his chin, right? He's, he got clipped by Sanders, but it didn't knock him out. He's relying on his chin. And if you lie, rely on your chin, you can ask every single fighter that's done that. Eventually, yeah. it will give way. Even at one of the greatest light heavyweights of all time, Chuck Liddell, people didn't realize how much he rode on his chin, how many shots he took as he was chasing people well, down. And he was also, forward. you know, spoon-fed uh, striker, or wrestlers with no striking, but uh, it's not here nor there. So. But he, he did. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to argue that fact, but he still got fucking hit yeah. by these wrestlers. And as we've all learned, a lot of wrestlers can really fucking hit hard because their core and their base is so damn strong. They can leverage that power. Um, but yeah, anyways. Yeah. Joe Ban, hats off, man. Good fight. Keep it up. Two guys, uh, 10th Planet Jiu Jitsu over there with Eddie Bravo. Um, That's right. Yeah, exactly. Good fight. You can knock each other's head off and be friends Eddie, before uh, and after the fight. Eddie, Eddie, the earth is flat. Bravo. Um, <laughs> it is right. Down earth makes no sense to me yeah, at all. Exactly. Uh, Angela Hill defeats Marina Moros in a, a very entertaining uh, back and forth striking fest, uh, which is right. really good. Um, but the other women's fight on the preliminary cards: Marion Renault, forty years old, for all forty years of Marion Renault, coming back from the brink of an absolute ten-eight round defeat uh, in the first yeah. round with Sarah Command. Almost stop. If they were Almost. Talk about 10 seconds more. 10 seconds more, it would have been stopped. She was in the crucifix, and McMahon was just... Oh, dude, it was it was, it was was just an ass-beating in that first round. It was exactly how like we both thought the fight would go. I thought the fight would end that way in the second <laughs> round. Yeah. Unfortunately, what I she I... caught McMahon, and then McMahon just... 
went into just like struggle mode here, just survival well, the entire stop time. Takedown. She went in for a shitty, sloppy, poorly timed, poorly placed, poorly rotated single leg on Renew, who's no slouch on the ground. If you're going to take her down, you got to do it right. And McMahon just it was like me trying to take Renew down. Like, what are you doing? It was, <laughs> it was that, that just goes to show how rocked she was because that oh, she is was so hurt. uncharacteristic for her, man. And and oh, the problem so is too, she got caught in that triangle. And, and she didn't find it the right way. Hand was still in, too. The hand was still in, but she never even attempted to posture up or try to sit out on her ass. I mean, that, that's, yeah, that's, sit that's, out or stack, that's, yeah. that's triangle defense 101. Posture up or sit out on your ass. I mean, yep. it, it, and she didn't even try to do any of those things. She just left her hand there and eventually pushed. She pulled her own hand out. Yeah, she pulled it out. It was like it was here instead of trying to get it forward. Yeah. And then I think her right hand was in and her left hand was here. And instead of trying to push it in, she pulled it out and then brought her own right arm across her face when she needs to bring her right arm this way. You know what I mean? She was allowing her arm. It is everything wrong. Like, right. Everything she didn't completely wrong. She didn't Completely stack. wrong. She, yeah. She had every, every chance to stack her because, because Renault wasn't grabbing a foot or, or wrapping an ankle. She should have sat, sat up, stacked her, and worked that. I, again, I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know how tight it was. I don't know what kind of squeeze that, that Renault had. But you don't. You don't take this as the thing that's saving your artery, yeah. keeping you from well, getting choked. It, was, it wasn't just a squeeze, though. That this is the thing. Like how she didn't feel, she how she didn't times. feel it being set up, is beyond me. Yeah, because it wasn't even tight immediately. It was a good thirty seconds before it was locked on, and, and it was being she it reset was being, it twice. Yeah, it was being slid on, and I'm like, and she just she did nothing. I I, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand that. That goes to tell you because she's good enough to know better. She was. Freaking! She wasn't there. She was rocked. She was out of it. She was out on her feet. Yeah, she might have. Yeah, that, that's got to be. That's got to be the. It, it's got to be because she was out of it. Yeah. Um, in the main event of the preliminary card on Fox, was that man? Right there. Right there. Former UFC bantamweight his... champion, who will never hold that title again. That because is... he lost his soul to that man right underneath of him there in that picture. There, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> right there. It's because the camera. Batman, it's like, yeah, it's backwards. It's backwards yeah, it's left, so. not right. <laughs> but yeah, T.J. Dillashaw now holds Henenbrough's soul in his yeah. medicine cap. Might as well call him T.J. Oh. Shang Tsung fucking Dillashaw right now, man. <laughs> I just, just, yeah. I, I, I was disappointed. That's a hell of a fall from grace, man. Like former champion and one of the best in the entire world. I mean, he really was. And well, we can argue Usado, we can argue, argue, you know, whatever it is. The fact is, his 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 entire style and aggressiveness and everything completely changed when TJ beat him. Yeah, he looked he looked he looked bad in his first win back after TJ beat him when he yeah, fought uh, um, Mitch Gagnon. Mitch Gagnon, yeah, I was I always want to think the uh, Raiders kicker, <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Gannon. Mitch Gagnon is like the same fucking name. Mitch right? Gannon was the quarterback. You son of a bitch. The kicker was Sebastian Janikowski. That's right. I don't follow in the American first round. I mean, American football is nothing for me <laughs> except for SC football. And after they graduate, I can give two shits. Um, yeah, you're right. Mitch Gannon was the quarterback. So, anyways, Rich Gannon. Yeah, he didn't even look Rich Gannon. Whatever. Fucking a the Frenchies. Um, he looked like shit against Gannon, even though he won. He didn't win in his normal style. He took him down and, and top pressured him the whole time. He's never been back to his former self. He oh, lost yeah, to Aljo. And and yeah, honestly, Aljo shouldn't beat him and Aljo beat him yeah. and honestly the fight probably should have been stopped in that third round the ref let, the, bell, the, ref let the bell do his job 
and because Kelleher was here, but he was he... out on his feet. Burrell was out on his feet. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. I I I would not be opposed to UFC just releasing him. He's got nothing left. He's got a bit of a name for hardcores who are going to want to pay attention yeah. and see him. Like I always wanted, but yeah, but that's about uh, maybe that's all he's he has now. Brazil. Though now he's I think he fights in this country. I think he fights in Brazil. That's yeah. where he's going to be the biggest draw still. I mean, I guess I suppose. Um, damn. Where else? I don't know. I'm out of beer. He's got too I need much to go beer. grab my beer. All right, you can go grab your beer, and I can talk about this next fight. Yeah, that talk about Mike Perry. Yeah, talk you. about that fight because I mean, Max Griffin was the biggest underdog on the card, and and you if you if you didn't know that, you wouldn't guess that from this fight. I'll be right back. Well, Mike Perry didn't show up. I'm not as good at this as you. Hurry back with your beer. Um, this is the only fight on the card that I really was. I was thinking this would be a first round TKO stoppage for Mike Perry. Max Griffin was the biggest underdog on the card, as Robert had previously mentioned. So you're thinking Mike Perry, with his brawler status, his knockout power, his ability to get in your face and make it nasty and dirty, was going to get inside and get in Max Griffin's face and make it nasty and dirty. He didn't do any of that. He didn't do his normal his normal boxing style. He didn't pressure Max Griffin the right way. I think Ponzinibbio took something from him because he didn't fight the same at all. It wasn't the same Mike Perry. And that's why Max Griffin outstruck him and fucking won the, won the fight. I, I, I don't think that's what it is. Um, no? I, I'm just catching that. The, I'm Max just, Griffin is that good? I'm just catching the tail end of your, uh, your yeah. commentary on it. As I pour my garage brewing company, marshmallow stout. Mm-mm, good. Now, my, my basic rundown was that Mike Perry just was unable to unable to get it the fight to his game plan. Yeah, no. Which which here's the thing though is Mike Perry unfortunately has this issue with fighting long strikers that are able to stay on the outside and not get drawn into brawl. Ponzinibbio, Ponzinibbio, yeah. even Alan Joe Ban who was able to successfully do it. So Max Griffin fought not really. He didn't use his ability so much. He just he fought against Perry's abilities and yeah, did it perfectly. That's what you're saying. Did it perfectly. He, he, he counter-fought Perry. Absolutely. He did it perfectly. But I just thought Perry was good enough to, to better than Griffin enough at this point in Griffin's career to get in there and make it dirty. Yeah, I but mean, he couldn't. I, and I we, think... we all thought he would have, and, and that's even Vegas, even the bet, the, you know, the, the bookies oh, yeah. thought that. But the problem is, it's just, like I've said before, Perry is just not that good. He's entertaining, but he's not that good. He is the Chris Lieben of this era. I mean, that's basically what it is. Yeah, I, so yeah, I, I, I get that. I get that. I just thought he was good enough against a guy like Griffin. And nothing against Griffin. I think he's got potential. Um, but I just thought Perry was going to make it his kind of fight. He was going to make it dirty. But then again, you've exposed it. If, if a guy <laughs> like Griffin can keep Perry from doing what he wants, then... At 170, I don't think anybody yeah, with in Mike Perry. You just got to stay on the outside. That's it. And and it, <laughs> Darren Till before the fight posted on Instagram, you know, the picture of when they kind of faced off after Till beat Cerrone. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, said that just all you got to do is win this fight, and then you're next. Well, that fight's now off the mm-hmm. table. So even before this fight, I figured Till would yeah. piece Perry up. And, after this fight, oh yeah, Till would have. Till would be toying with him like a puppy dog. And, hey, maybe Perry just threw the fight because he didn't really want to fight him. <laughs> and I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him. Darren Till's a beast. So, uh, Who wants to fight Till? Apparently nobody. That's why he can't get a fight. 
Yeah, right. Oh man, I can really taste the rum in that last drink. Or the bourbon. It was a great bourbon fight. And, and, and a lot of people are upset, saying that like you know the. A lot of people online are saying that Max Griffin ran from Mike Perry, just because he stayed on the outside, circled in, and used his jab and everything. But <clears throat> they they completely ignore the he fact was, that he yeah. beat the dog shit out of him while staying on the outside. Yeah, he stayed on the outside, and every time Perry walked with his face within range, he popped him. Yeah, but Perry couldn't push past that initial and jab. He that... almost finished him. Absolutely, almost yeah. finished him. I mean, there's an argument that both round one and round two, because of how one sided they were. Even in the striking, you were 10-8s. Granted, they gave uh, the second round a 10-8, which rightly so. And like I was trying to tell everybody before, like we mentioned before, the new rules, you know, the new rules are in effect here, you know, in Orlando. But yeah. judges are, st you know, regardless if they're in effect or not, the judges are still scoring all the fights the same. And yep. yeah, no, that's a 10-8 because he came close to finishing the fight. And that's how you score a 10-8, especially under the new rules. So, yep. Yeah. yeah, Perry's just like you say. He's he's the uh, fun guy to watch. Exciting. Mm -hmm. He'll never crack uh, top ten or be a contender. The Chris Lieben of the division, mm -hmm. modern same division. Chris Lieben of this era. So okay, yeah, that's we know much. where to put him. Um, brawlers, he, he he beats <laughs> brawlers, but he does not beat anybody who's got a good jab. Or he'll beat uh, lightweights stepping in on two days' notice. Yeah, oh, I know, dude. That guy was brave because Perry is is a hard hitting son of a bitch. Victorville, California <clears throat> zone. Alex Reyes. Whoop, whoop. Anyways, yeah. uh, hey, light heavyweight though. Lear Latifi just uh, right. pulls a pulls a John Jones on Leo Machida with uh, Ovin Saint Pru choked out. High man. elbow. High elbow. Like we were talking Get about up. earlier with Sarah Man and her submission defense, man. Like where was OSP's de defense on that guillotine? He didn't even try to sneak a hand in or try to fight the choke. He didn't try to fight the hands no. at all. And where was the referee watching Ovid St. Prue tap before he passed the fuck out? Uh, to be fair, though, he was uh, the ref was on the other side, though. Yeah, I know, but you don't want to be on that side. you got to be at a distance so you can see both the hands. Because this hand is fighting and this hand was a tap, tap. But, uh, again, yeah, and OSP doesn't have – I didn't see, in my mind, him being rocked really bad beforehand. Yeah, he, he just kind of got yeah. bull rushed. And... He tried to fight so... tall. He tried to fight tall and he tried to fight yeah. long against a fighter who is known to get be able to get on the inside. Yeah, he can get in on you, and he did. He, he got some good shots in on OSP. He beat him. I picked Latifi. I had faith in him. I thought he was going to get inside and, and uh, wrestle OSP. OSP's got good takedown defense, but I thought it was going to be dirty boxing inside, take him down, hold him down, get him up. You know what I mean? Kind of yeah. a wrestle match. Um, but, yeah, I think I was the only one that picked Latifi that I know in our league. <laughs> But, Do you want to just keep tooting your I, horn I, I, right I, now, or what? I mean, just... <laughs> oh, what? No, I'm not saying anything. Like, 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 I, like, I, like, like I said before, man, win. act like you've been here before, but then we got to remember, you, you haven't. I haven't. This has been the worst year of my pickums ever. Everything. So I just kind of... I don't, I don't want to say I went against my normal judgment. I just dug a little bit deeper, thought about it a little bit more, took my own bias out of it, what I think is best, and went with... <laughs> the opposite, or something. I, don't know. I had a good fight, a good fight card for me. But anyways, yeah, no, Latifi looked great. Not enough about me. Latifi he looked called, good. He called out DC. Uh, He's not getting that fight, obviously. That was that was really cute. It was, yeah, it was, <laughs> a, it was adorable. <laughs> but he's not getting I'll that fight. Respect. And even DC said, "I don't know." <laughs> 
Yeah, all due respect, um, as a slight transition here, Latifi will look like um, Tisha Torres did against Andrade, picked up and dropped, over the head and dropped, over the head and dropped. Yeah, That's what happened. Unless your name fight. is John Jones, and even if your name is John Jones, unless you are John Jones, yeah, <laughs> you, you're not beating Cormier. You're not. <laughs> it's, nope. just, it's, it's just no. not, he, it's just not happening. Um, he, he is the greatest fighter other than John Jones. Unfortunately, they happen to exist at the same time. Exactly. If it wasn't for John Jones, Daniel Cormier would be the greatest light heavyweight fighter of all time. That, that's all just time. fact. It's indisputable fact. Take your hands, put them down. <laughs> hands down, that's right. Uh, in the co-main event of the show, basically a number one contender fight for the uh, the, the winner of the rematch between uh, Rose and Ioana. Jessica right. Andrade, who's coming off an absolute dismantling of Claudia Gadea, which surprised, surprised a lot of people. Surprised the piss out of me. Cause wow, did she just Gadea had Gadea. only lost at that point to Joanna and looked good in both fights. Arguably, should have won the first fight, but yep, she was absolutely manhandled like she's never been by Jessica Andrade. Defeating Tisha Torres, whose only loss in her career was a very controversial and contentious loss to the current champ Rose Namajunas in their rematch. Honestly, scored for Tisha Torres in that fight. A lot of MMA media scored it for Tisha Torres. Was not a robbery, as we you know alluded no, to. I, I had before. Rose. It was close. But know, I had Rose. It, I mean, I could see it going to Rose. I, I, yeah. I don't think she won, but uh, yeah. Either way, man, Tisha Torres just coming off of her first finish ever, um, looking good, and absolutely manhandled by Jessica Andrade after the first round. First round was close, and it was good. It was entertaining. After that, yep. it was absolutely woman-handled, I should say. Yeah, woman-handled and slammed and just beat up. It was mostly a wrestling match with Andrade dominating all the takedowns, all the transitions, holding her down, getting in some ground and pound. Literally, Tisha Torres at one point tried to jump over Andrade to get away, and she grabbed her and <laughs> slammed her back down. And that is one a thing scary that I noticed, woman, dude. That is a scary woman. Andrade is a beast, and I, I could see her. Oh, yeah. Absolutely manhandling Rose if Rose gets past Joanna. I was super impressed with her stamina and her her cardio. Andrade did not lose a single beat. That's she one of the things she great. had too when she fought for the title with uh, Joanna is she was able yep. to go five all, all five rounds still just coming forward and and swinging and throwing down. So I, I I'm so excited. I I don't know if I want to see her and Joanna go at it again, but I. I mean, I'd be okay with it. I because want to see her and Rose go at it. Yeah, I, I want to see her and Rose. If Rose beats Joanna, I, I want like to see Anna, that fight. Which I think she will. Which it, it's very possible. I'm 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 sixty forty right now on that. Um, but Andrade, if Rose trains, Andrade, Andrade is a yeah. is a a marketing dream for the women's strawweight division. She may not be able to speak really good English or English at all, but she's a bulldozer, man. She's a bulldog oh, yeah. of a woman and she has never had a boring fight and that's no. that's that's something that's gonna you know that's something that's gonna draw casual fans and people to her when they see just see this bulldozer of a woman that weighs 115 pounds just slamming people throwing them down just absolutely just just comes forward at all times you know everybody says we don't want to see people run well here you go Here's somebody that doesn't run. <laughs> she runs right at you. Yeah, yeah, right, right at you. Yeah, that's the only time. Right she runs. at you. 
So yeah, I, I think I think that she is going to get Rose. I believe that Rose is going to beat Joanna again. I believe that some people just have other people's numbers. I believe that Shevchenko will have Joanna's number, and as long as Rose's number one training partner is Shevchenko, she's going to have Joanna's number. That's that's just my gut, my thought, my you know past is prologue kind of thing. Um, but Andrade versus Rose is a whole nother animal. That is a fight for the ages. Oh, that yeah. is a fight. I can't wait. That's I a, hope, that's I hope a it happens. That's a main event in five. Yeah, I hope it happens. That's a man. main event. Yeah, I know the only woman they put on as a main event for pay per view is Cyborg, but I tell you what, Rose versus Andrade, that is a main event fight. You can sell those two women, dude. It's fucking oh, yeah. the Bulldog versus the Unbreakable. Just, ooh, that's how you do it. Well, in the main event, speaking of main events, in the main event, uh, Jeremy Stevens, I know we were waiting to get on this. Defeating uh, <laughs> former guest of the show, uh, Mr. Yes. Josh Emmett of Team Alpha Male, um, by complete knockout in the second round. Yeah. First round knockout was really good. Emmett, Emmett was looking really good. Even dropped Jeremy Stevens as Stevens came in with yeah, his uh, chin up, hands down. Like I, I'm just noticing a theme with a lot of people that get dropped lately. Um, wasn't able to finish because, come on, let's be honest, how many times have you seen jeremy stevens get finished because i'm I'm, at 45 i mean just period in general you know he just it doesn't happen (laughs) he doesn't at least he doesn't get oh man he may may get uh tapped out but he doesn't get slept he does not get knocked out and so you know there's some people that were like i oh i can't wait till emmett sleeps him and it's like bro like i like emmett and i wanted emmett to win this fight but oh yeah sleep jeremy stevens Come on. <laughs> he just doesn't get slept. He doesn't get dropped and rocked like that. He yeah. sure shit does it, it, it was a good shot. It was a perfect shot. Second yeah, round I comes on. Was gonna... Second round. I was just gonna I was just trying to get to the the, the, the controversy, the finish here. The uh, oh, the second yeah. round comes along. Emmett overcommits and then looks like he was just trying he was it looked like he was just trying a little too hard to land that that hook. That 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 kind of you know that dropped uh, Ricardo Lamas and then also yeah. the counter hook that he, he caught on Stevens and Stevens came in to drop him. He got a little too relaxed and a victory Stevens of his own caught, success exactly. And Stevens caught him and dropped him. And here's where the controversy, which I personally don't think there's much controversy. Controversy. <laughs> we need a little so, dancing logo. Controversy. That's why I was hoping Derek Bow would be here, so the three of us would be, uh, <laughs> you know, we'd have a, a tiebreaker here. Which I know his reaction, his 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 opinions on it. He would have been on your side, um, of course, because it's the right side. Derek Bow and I are logically minded, sophisticated gentlemen. So let's Savage start. Let's start here. first with the elbows, <laughs> the quote unquote illegal elbows. Jeremy Stevens, no, Jeremy Stevens, I have still shots. I, I, I implore you to rewatch it, and I will send you the still shots. I wish I should have added them to the overlay that everybody's looking at right now on YouTube. What are you doing? You don't have to work tomorrow. Add it to the overlay. <laughs> Do some fantastic work here. I probably should have. <laughs> but uh, there was four elbows thrown. Okay? The first Two one, completely clean. The second one, completely yes. clean. The third one, 100% clean. The third one was third, behind third one was the right ear. Here. When everybody, the rule, the, the rule back of the head, the back of the head rule is this little strip. It's a strip. You know, you got that little bump your, up yeah. right there on the back of your head. That's it. It's, 
it's from about two or three inches above that where your crown comes over down mm. to your spine. That and all the way down your it. spine. And the, the right here behind the ear was good. The fourth yeah. one was literally on that bump. The, no, the, the fourth one. Right so on so the third bump. one was good. Yeah, the third one's legal because that was compl- that was right behind the ear. Close. The fourth close. one the tip was, of the elbow was close. But the, the fourth one was, was to the back of the head. But here's why it wasn't illegal. He was scrambling. Exactly. In the- he was scrambling. It happened in the yeah, scramble. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. That is under the rules. That is not. You cannot. That is not an infraction. He was scrambling. Now, as I make my argument for that, because I think I got you on my side on that, saying okay, maybe. It was an illegal elbow. <laughs> All right, we agree. Illegal elbow. Next point of contention. Controversy. The knee. Controversy. Controversy. The knee that didn't land. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. There was an extra knee on the grassy knoll. I saw the smoke. It was there. I really, and last night we're tweeting, I'm texting you, I'm hitting up everybody <laughs> on our Facebook page. That's mother effort with that illegal knee. God damn it, that should have been stopped. I was screaming during the fight, illegal knee. Fucking yeah. just like, on fire. Watch the replay again. The thrust of the knee, the, the first knee missed, but he came back down and hit him with the top of his knee. His, his, Which the bottom of his is completely unintentional. Illegal. Unintentional. It's still a knee the back of the head. So the main thrust, the main power of the knee, the top of the knee missed, but he came back down and hit him with that bottom part of the knee. It was like a spinning back fist, right? You hit him with the back, you hit him with the look, back bro, of his knee. I mean, two illegal blows, bro. Well, look at it this way: John Jones has gotten away with a lot of uh, spinning Oops. back elbows that end up landing on people in the back of people's heads, but it's completely inadvertent. Stephen Bonner and uh, comes to mind that fight with John Jones. How you're they're, taking Stephen no, Bonner's side? You're Bonner. You're I'm saying Bonner I'm fan. saying they're inadvertent. All right, there's no okay. So the knee went up. The the shot. The, the comeback is not part of the shot. That's not part of the shot thrown. That's, 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 that's the comeback, man. That's just, the, you still hit the head of a ground. Your knee cannot touch the head. Okay, which, okay let's, let's just say, okay, let's say it's a legal shot, right? Did it contribute yep. to the finish? Absolutely not. It had absolutely everything to do with that goddamn finish. Ah, come on. You know damn well you're full of it there, man. You're just trying to troll me. There's no way. No, it, I'm well, sorry. There's no the, way that the the contributed. He had, had less less to do with it the illegal elbow to me had had more to do with it than the knee had the knee hit on the upswing that would be the crux of my argument that would i don't i don't i don't see elbows knees whatever or not i see josh emmett scrambling like he was and still ending up on his back from the shot that did land that he's trying to correct remember when he started to get up he did get caught with another one that put him on his back before jeremy stevens drove in the elbow that broke his overall bone so three three places yeah three no i look I, I agree with you. The, that elbow was illegal, and I think it contributed to Josh Emmett's uh, inability to scramble up and, and see straight. The knee missed. Had that knee hit, oh, yeah, it should have been a DQ. It would have totally that been a was, DQ. Yeah. And look, Stevens is not a dirty fighter. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about him like I talk about Paul Harris or I talk about Yoel Romero. Okay, I don't believe Stevens is a dirty fighter. I don't believe he tries to cheat the rules. I don't believe he's one of those guys at all i have nothing but respect for jeremy stevens and he is a valid warrior and he deserved to win that fight okay so this argument has nothing to do with him as a person as a fighter as a show nothing i'm happy that he won he's a great guy from all that i I read on him that elbow was illegal but i understand it that knee that he threw was in the heat of battle and i understand that but it was 100 percent completely against the rules to even throw that knee well from what he said uh, 
like Dan Mergliata in the back said that, you know, hey, you just got to have one hand up. And he did. And here's the thing, though. And I, I actually got kind of you misguided. I got kind of misguided on the rules because when he did throw the knee, he only had one knee down. If you look at the replay when he was getting up, he, yes, he did. Emmett did, made a cardinal mistake for getting back to your feet. He rolled on his ankles to his feet first, not yeah. his knees first, his yeah. feet first. He had one knee down, the other knee was up. Granted, still illegal. I don't agree that it should be illegal in my mind. I think the rules should be changed because if you're getting up, in the process of getting up, yeah, you should actually be able to get kneed in the face. But that's that's not uh, what look, the rules whether are. Whether you whether you yeah, agree with what, what the, the rule is, or is that's that's beside the point, but, right? But he didn't land the knee. It, it, it maybe sliced great, uh, possibly, but it, it, did it sure. contribute to the outcome of the finish? Absolutely not to me, and I think that's why Murgliata let it went, let it go. He saw it kind of yeah, slide. I think Murgliata and, saw that it missed. Yeah, and. I mean, I, I, I like Emmett. I was rooting for Emmett. I wanted Emmett to win that fight. Sure. But Absolutely. I, I, I got to be fair here, man. I just I don't think that any of the shots, any of the, even the knee, I mean, obviously it landed flush, game over. But none of yeah. that contributed to the finish. The finish happened when Emmett was scrambling up and, and got caught again on the chin, went backwards, yeah. and then Stevens dove in with the two elbows. The first elbow, one put him yeah. out. The no. second one was a, a Henderson Bisping type elbow. <laughs> so correct. No, no, I, I understand that. And again, it's not a, against Jeremy Stevens. He's a, a, a valid. Uh, 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 I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is. Valor, as I was trying to say, whatever that adjective is. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's honorable. He's in the heat. Of, he was in the heat of battle. He's an honorable man. He would never ever purposely do something. But your argument to say. Well, it may have been illegal, but did it contribute to the ending of the fight? That's like me saying, I clip somebody, they get rocked, I step on their dick, jump <laughs> in the air, hit them with an elbow. Me stepping on their dick wasn't what ended the fight, but it sure shit was fucking illegal. You can't step on dicks, right? So I get the point in your well, argument see, there. But I don't see the elbow being illegal. I don't see still illegal. I, I still don't think the elbow was illegal. I don't fight. think the elbow was illegal because he was in the moment of scrambling. He was scrambling. He turned his head. Emmett turned his own head. Jeremy Stevens didn't cause it. Okay. Emmett turned his own head in the middle of the throw. Now the lee, the knee, if the knee landed flush or landed, completely then right? it would completely illegal if it landed. I don't think it landed. On the replays, I don't think it landed. When it comes back and hits the back of his head, I that, that doesn't count as a shot throw in my mind. It really does. I'm sorry. That's well, just me. I, I okay. I want I want to just for argument's sake concede that point, even though I I I don't completely agree with you, but I'm gonna concede it. But I'm gonna boil it down to this. The elbow was illegal. And that's it. Just like an eye poke is illegal. Unintentional or intentional, the accidental. The elbow to the back of the head was an illegal blow. He should not be hit in the back of the head. That part of your head is like a cupcake. On a side note, you I totally it. forgot to hit the uh, the hot key to switch the. Uh, oh, what we were talking <laughs> about. Over. By the way, everybody, now we're talking about Emmett versus Stevens finally. Mm. Look, look at the, the, the little little logo over here. Is it over here or is it over here? It's, it's over. over there. Your, it's over here. Yeah, but, but your finger is right so close to the camera. Jesus, <laughs> it's better. Well, you're on, you're on the you're on the right side of the overlay. I'm over here, so you're just pointing at me. So hey. Uh -huh. gotcha. <laughs> but but anyways, okay. So when people are in the heat of battle and someone goes to throw a kick and someone faints, like like they're gonna shoot and they get kicked in the dick, it's not intentional. You don't take a point away from the fighter who did the kick. 
but you stopped the fight there. Whoa, whoa, that blow was unintentionally illegal. Stop the fight here. Allow the opponent to recover. Yeah, which is fine if he, that, if he actually would have hit him. The, the blow that Jeremy threw with the elbow to the back of the head was unintentional due to Emmett moving. Now, again, Jeremy would not throw that to the back of his head on purpose. He's not a dirty fighter. But Emmett got hit in the back of the head illegally doing movement. Stop the fight. Yeah, allow but here's, Jeremy. But allow, see, the difference Josh is the difference is. But but see, okay. So the comparison you're using, and 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 what I'm trying to say is the difference is I'm about to stand up and go full on Monty on the camera, not full Monty. I'm just kidding. But please, the, please don't <laughs> the difference, what I'm trying to convey here on on the on this is that him throwing the elbow and Emmett in mid scramble turning and the elbow catching back of the head is if you threw a kick and I just went like. You know, hey, like that, and you kick no, me in the dick. No, 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 no. That's what it is. That's that's basically your, what it is. Your, no, you're fainting in for a shot. You're moving. It's in the heat of the battle. You can't you can't imply intention on Joshua. Like an elbow's coming back with the head. You can't imply his intention. Joshua was trying to scramble and get up in the heat of a battle, just like Jeremy was throwing an elbow in the heat of battle. Just like when you're going to throw an inside leg kick and somebody goes to shoot and they kneel down, you hit him in the dick. Completely unintentional. Let's also not uh, compare a shot to the back of the head to getting kicked in the fucking dick. <laughs> so, I mean, which has been which has been scientifically proven to be more painful than giving birth. And, I mean, we've seen people give birth. I mean, you have kids of your I've own. I've witnessed it twice. Yeah, yes, So, and I, I, I've witnessed before. Uh, fuck that! No, I'm so glad I'm not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, dude. The most but, beautiful thing on earth. But during that whole moment, it's kind of uh, hell no, hell no. That's beautiful, and you get to hold them little but, gooey creatures you know, on like, your oh, chest and just you love know, them forever. Women being like, you you don't know what pain is. I've tried carrying a child for nine months and giving birth. Do you have a dick? No. And shut up. <laughs> so short I, story. Worst thing that ever happened to me was I when I was my my sophomore year of football. I was trying to play with the varsity guys you know be tough we'll try to take on our uh fullback i think it was like probably 200 pounds five foot nine little fucking bowling ball dude mike was his name i try to charge up the middle playing strong safety and hit him he cracks me i fall down he literally runs me over and just <laughs> steps on my dick and i i didn't wear a cup in football i can't move or run i just wear a jock strap you know what the hell's wrong with i you? was laying on the ground for what felt like forever, but it was at least 15, 20 minutes. They had to, to, to remove the line of scrimmage because I could not get up. So, yes, getting kicked to the dick is very, very, very painful. Most My painful experience in the world. It's not, I'm not comparing the amount of pain. I'm comparing what is legal and illegal. Well, and how I was comparing the, the, the type of foul. Like I was comparing the type of foul. So... Well, there, there isn't, there isn't, there isn't a, an A type or B type foul in the rules. A foul is a foul. A back of the head shot is an illegal blow. A kick we'll to the dick is an illegal blow. There's no, there's no, there's no scale here. There's no scale. If there was and, a scale, and, and, okay, and, okay. Let's let's just let's just take what you're saying. Let's just take what you're saying. Okay, and we'll apply it here. Okay, how about this then? The difference is, is if you would have stopped. The fight for an unintentional legal blow that was caused by the fighter taking the blow, turning into it, and receiving the blow. All he would parties involved. He would directly be contributing to the outcome of the fight. The fact is, no, hold fight, on, hold on. The fighters would be directly. No, the, the fact is, is if Murgliata would have stopped that fight for that blow, 
it would completely negate everything that happened before that blow, which would be completely unfair to Jeremy Stevens. Now, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, okay, maybe if he would have stopped that because of an unintentional legal blow that was caused by Josh Emmett turning and trying to scramble and he getting caught, you're rewarding the fighter that was hurt. You're rewarding them. I mean, re I mean, correct. Think about that. I, I, mean, I agree. I completely agree with you. You're rewarding the fighter that was hurt. But the rules don't say, hey, look, if the fighter that's hurt gets a foul, let it go. No, the fighter that – look, both men were in the heat of battle, scrambling and moving. Nobody intentionally gave up the back of their head for an elbow. Nobody intentionally hit anyone in the back of the head for the elbow. Emmett was hit in the back of the head with an unintentional illegal blow. No points should be taken away from, from Jeremy Stevens. He should not lose a point for that. Josh Emmett should also not lose the fight for that. Whether that was the direct cause for the loss of the fight, I'm going to go ahead and say no. That illegal blow wasn't the direct cause for the loss of that fight. But not being Josh Emmett, not knowing how dizzy he was before or after that, but I'm going to assume it wasn't. Probably wasn't. The way the rules go, Mergliotta should have saw the illegal blow, stopped the fight, stopped it. Sir, you received an illegal blow. Are you okay? Do you, do you have a chance to recover? Because only a kick to the dick do you get five minutes. You don't get five minutes for an eye poke or an illegal hit to the back of the head. That's the difference between these, these rules is only a kick to the dick gets you five minutes. Are you okay to continue? Mr. Emmett, please stand up. Are you wobbly? Can you continue? And if he says, yeah, then he's still all fucked up and he gets clipped again and dropped and wins. Or he goes, no, I can't, then fuck, it's a no contest, and that sucks for everybody. But that's, in my mind, playing devil's advocate, Sunday uh, morning quarterback. Okay, okay, so, all right, so here's here's a, here's something that the, uh, the, the fan and listener and uh, people that know us <laughs> <laughs> probably won't hear for a while. Or maybe ever again. Yeah, you, you got a point. It's a fair point. <laughs> Dude, if it wasn't for my 2000 laptop being in front of me, there would have been a spit take right there. <laughs> what? It's possible. What was this? Okay, it's, it's a fair point. Vanessa Vanessa needs to record this show and just keep that on her phone so every time you argue, she's at she work. can hit that. She's at work. Oh, good thing. So, <laughs> no, it's, it, okay, I can, I can see that. That's, that's, that's fair. I, 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 that's my only point. Again, I don't I'm not giving you the fight with it. I don't completely agree with it, but... I, I think the the way the fight ended and the way the outcome that what happened the way it happened everything was sh how it should have been. Yeah. I yes, mean, I agree. Unless that knee would have absolutely like just with the Emmett's you know head or something like that. Had the I, illegally I, thrown knee landed, then yeah, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, that would have been a but, game but what that you're saying as well is absolutely fair. It's an absolutely fair point, and I can concede that if that would have happened, I would be okay as well. Yeah, it might I mean, be like eh, a little, a little iffy. I can, I'll give you I maybe a little echo in my end for lately. Like every time I start talking a little, like, hey, it's not there. It's fucking so weird, man. It's so off. What I, th I haven't quite I think got the system down. When both of us start talking, we're both getting animated and loud. I think our mics. Yeah. It's possible. It's possible. It's oh, better than... Ice cream man. Yeah, the ice cream man is driving down up and down the street right now. Fred Flintstone middle little push like a, pop thing. A, oh. 40 degrees outside, and they're just driving up and down the street. <laughs> <laughs> got, to, got to admire the hustle. <laughs> got, hey, man, got to pay them bills, dog. Got to pay them bills. <laughs> Kids like sugar, whether it's hot or cold, any time of day, any Yeah, no season. kidding, right? So I'm not going to forget to hit this button now. Let's move on. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, real quick, Jeremy Stevens. Oh, who won this, this week's event in the UFC Pick'em fight that we were just talking about? Who was the big winner? For the first time in at least this year, and I don't know how long, 
that's my shout out to you, Sam. You won. Congratulations, Gosh. Joe. Yay. Thanks. Uh yeah, congratulations to Aaron cool. Smith yeah. for last week winning UFC Austin, Cerrone versus uh uh Maderos. So I think we got everybody covered. It, 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 last last Shepherd. episode we 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 yeah. covered uh Doug and the Tuchers. So yes. good job, Doug Fishers, yeah. Um yeah, moving on, dude, real quick, about to hit this in the thing. Okay. Are we going to talk about, are we going to go backwards or forwards on this one? From from prelim up or top down? Boom. That, Where are yeah, we going? Top see down? How that, you see how they work that? See how they work that? Yeah, let's just talk yes, about, let's, let's just, let's just, uh, let's just talk about a couple of fights real quick. Let's just talk about, uh, you know, we got uh, CB Dalloway coming uh, coming back from his uh, yes. his fight with the elevator. Back. <laughs> yeah, what's that? I heard that he's. He's got like lifelong serious back problems. That's what he says, that but he's still drop. fighting, so I don't get it. Whatever. Well, I do, I do, because the motherfucker's still got to pay bills, and he's a fighter by That's trade. True. How does he pay his bills? That's true. Which I think, sucks. Which unfortunately Dude, for him, though, if he loses this fight, he can, I lost the fight because of this injury. He could use that as as other issues. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. I don't. Know. Um, but I only yeah. me- I only mentioned that just because to make the elevator joke, but I do think Hector Lombard puts him to sleep. <laughs> I really do. Uh, um yeah <laughs> so um but in the main event yeah, the return of the that. only person at the 145 pound division in the ufc that matters because she is the only person in the ufc 145 pound division <laughs> chris cyborg the women's featherweight champion coming off a in my mind fantastic showing against holly Hall. yeah because that, that, she, that showed, was the most she showed a patient technical uh just absolutely just I, I, yeah patient is just the way i could like that's not how you see cyborgs just patient no uh, uncharacteristic so uncharacteristic performance against holly holm who to me was the biggest threat to her style wise in mma history yeah yeah in mma just because of her style yep uh taking on the uh invicta bantamweight champion uh yana kuniskaya I think I got that right. Pretty sure. Um, just another bantamweight stepping up. Now, to be fair to this fight, to be fair to this fight, this was a short, thrown together fight. It absolutely does it count was. in this instance because this was supposed to be Max Holloway versus Frankie Edgar, the second try before Max Holloway pulled out for the first time in his entire career. Yeah, no, no, nothing against that. I understand that it was a short notice scramble, and Kunta uh, Saya. And you know what? Hey, mad respect for Cyborg for stepping up on short notice to take this fight. Even though she's a well, featherweight fighter, it's not a hard. It is not a hard or an easy weight cut for her. Even she was promised. She was promised a super fight with Nunez too. Yeah, the, and yeah, she that's took what they were talking fight about. In lieu of that. So again, which I've now leads to Nunez defending against Raquel Pennington pretty soon. So, which should be a fun fight, but I picked Nunez to, oh, yeah, to TKO her in the third round. But it should be fun for the first minute and a half um i am sick and fucking tired of watching cyborg beat up bloated bantamweight i'm fucking <laughs> done with it i'm fucking done with it she is a phenomenal fighter she it's deserves to fight the, no but there's fucking 145 pound women who've been fighting at 145 pounds that can go against her throwing her the best bantamweight and invicta isn't doing her any favors they threw the second best bantamweight in the ufc at her and holly Holm. She fucking beat Holly Holm, not soundly, but she beat her soundly. Like she didn't beat her brakes off, but she beat her clearly. It was clearly beat Holly Holm. a decision. Clearly, yeah. yeah, clearly beat her in a decision. 
She's going to take Kutakaya. I, Kuniskaya. She's going to whip Kuniskaya. I, I was like, <laughs> Why do you keep saying Kutakaya? I, I feel like you're trying to say Kutakinte. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, hey, so, I know like, it's February still, man, but come on. <laughs> and I, the thing is, like, when I said it that way, Kutakinte came to mind, and I'm like, I'm going to gonna make the most inappropriate fucking analogy about oh, how bad Cyber whip her ass. And I had to stop myself. <laughs> so I that was like my brain went diarrhea, and I caught it just before it came out. I'm glad you oh, caught shit. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, she's beating up another bloated bantamweight, and and I don't want to see it anymore. Oh, I do. I I absolutely do. I am you get in a fight? so like, you okay. Pay for it on your I house am, watch it? Well, we'll see what happens with my work schedule when it comes up when I, uh, after my yeah. training for my new position promotion. But. Uh, I'm so I'm totally down, man. Anytime, anytime Cyborg's fighting, I'm down. I just I love this woman. I I I, lo I love watching her fight. I don't care about the controversy with her shit. Watching this woman do her her just her ballet of violence is a thrill to me. It really is. It really is a thrill to me. Um, so I'm absolutely down for seeing this fight just because it's Cyborg. You can put Cyborg versus a fucking folding chair, and I'm gonna watch because it's Cyborg. <laughs> sure, I'll watch her fight the first six folding chairs, but after that, I'm done watching her fight folding chairs. Well, that's where we're gonna differ. There's... So she's apparently... fought every single broomstick on the planet. Well, then let's just move on to the co-main event then, because I know that's a that fight, fight everybody wants to see. To now, okay, I would pay. Ready? Hey, there we go. There we go. We got the little one on screen. Say How you doing, brother? Sky. Here, Asen, say hi. Say hi to all the MMA Max listeners. Listen say hi, MMA fans. Say hi, MMA fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's being shy guy right now. Did he wake up from his nap, or he just didn't do no, it? No, no, he didn't do it. The two-year-old is napping, and the three-year-old is running around with his big brother. And his big brother, the 13-year-old, is being a good big brother. Uh, but good, little guy good for him. Good for him. Yeah, Aiden's a good, but, he's uh, a good kid. In the co-main event then, man, Frankie Edgar not deciding to just wait. Just like for uh, Max Holloway to, took a, a short notice fight with uh, Aldo when Frankie had to pull out in, in December. Yep. Edgar decides to do the same thing. A little bit of a sh you know showmanship in my mind, saying, "Hey, you can do it. I can do it too, bro." I don't think that's what it is. I think it's Frankie Edgar missed the fight that he was supposed to have. He's got two camps that he's paid for under his belt. Oh. He needs to scratch. He doesn't have the time. Oh, I don't, I don't think Frankie's worried about money at this point in his career. Maybe not, but maybe it's the effort and energy he put into it. But in, in my mind, I'm looking at it like that uh, was not a. That I I don't think that was the right call for Frankie to fight uh, Ortega. So I, was I really say, don't. Yeah, he's taking on Brian Ortega, who steps in on a short notice. Well, no, it's not that. Well, it is short notice because it wasn't the originally scheduled fight. But Ortega steps in, and this fight is intriguing. <laughs> it is, and, and I love Edgar, and I wanted him to fight Holloway. I wanted him to fight for that 45-pound belt against Holloway so bad. I don't think Ortega's going to let him do it. I'm on the fence on this one. I'm really, really on the fence on this one. Whoa. All right, so here's the thing, man, that I've learned in all my years of watching MMA. <laughs> uh, it's don't just, count Frankie Edgar out. <laughs> you do not bet against Frankie Edgar. And especially when it comes to an, especially when it comes to an up and comer, you do not bet against Frankie. There are levels to this shit, homie. There is, but Ortega's jujitsu and ground game has got some levels that nobody else at featherweight can even touch, brother. 
Because jujitsu yeah, is better but you than know any what? Frankie Edgar's top game. Frankie Edgar's top game is better than everybody in the featherweight division, and his top game. And let's be honest here, Ortega's going to be on his back. That it's not even a question. And, yeah, T City, bro. Yeah, T City. Well, well, even then, uh, standing up, they stood up. Frankie Edgar. This is not Cub Swanson with his his looping hooks. To try to no. to try to you know he's waiting looping hooks to try to get a finish early, which is what Cub Swanson was doing. This Correct. is Frankie Edgar with the best boxing in 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 the featherweight division, possibly in the entire UFC. And so, this is going to be a ground game because Frankie Edgar is going to absolutely piece him up, put him on the ground. Frankie's not taking him to the ground. No, Frankie's taking him to the ground, and Frankie's top game. His top game is grounded pound, and, the, and his ability to stay to stay. Uh, uh, stayed long, went on top and away from the submissions, is absolutely 100% elite. And Ortega is, I, Ortega does not submit him. I think Frankie TKOs him in the second round. You think he's going to He's going to get on top of him. He's going to he's going to ground and pound him out in the second round. Yep, absolutely. Okay, I know how much you love the top pressure in ground game, a la Khabib versus Ferguson. And I'm telling you, I'm worried that Ferguson's going to lose to a guy like Khabib who's got his top game and his ground pressure, even though I love Ferguson's back game. Yeah. There's nobody in all of MMA with a better back game than T-City. There's nobody. nobody there's very few people in all of jiu-jitsu who have a back game. Like, I'm going to keep calling him T-City to prove my <laughs> point. Because triangles come off your back 90% of the fucking 99% of the time. I don't want Frankie Edgar to take T-City to the ground. I want him to use his boxing and his footwork and his speed to stay on the inside, outside, and piece him up that way and win a clear decision. Because if he gets cocky, because Ortega's going to let him take him down. Ortega will allow him to go to his back. Yeah. He'll take me down. Put me on my back, motherfucker. And I'm worried that his craftiness is like the likes that Edgar mm. has never seen. Who has he seen? That is that crafty. It doesn't matter who he's seen. It's it's yeah, Edgar. Yeah. It's Frankie. Look, look up some of or, go look up some of Ortega's. So, straight so okay. So what you're saying is you're picking Ortega. Look at straight jujitsu. So you're picking Ortega is what you're saying. I said I'm on the. I'm said I'm on the fence. <laughs> Frankie is. I'm starting to get that little hair that just wants to. Is this good? Yeah. Like cherry only. You're Michael Jackson. <laughs> your little curl. You're you're not not Michael Jackson who does that one. Yeah. Uh, but, His name is Elvis Presley. Dude, I'm just telling you, bro. I'm just telling you. I, I, I've, I've, I've got Frankie. I don't bet against Frankie. I don't. I root against I Frankie. I root against Frankie this. sometimes. Like the BJ Penn fights, sure. I was rooting against Frankie. I don't sure. bet against Frankie. That's bet just, Frankie. Well, you just don't do that. Let's let's be honest. Um, Penn has some phenomenal ground game, some phenomenal back game, but none like we're taking. Well, no, no. no. Especially BJ, not anymore. If we're going to talk about that real quick, BJ Penn's uh, jiu-jitsu and MMA is absolutely overrated. Um, his, his back game in, in jiu-jitsu, uh, at least in MMA, is non-existent. He's never submitted anybody in MMA from his back. Um, Correct. But Frankie, with his top control and his top game, his, his pressure top game and his ground and pound, it, See, honestly, this goes it, back it, to your it's, bias. It's Nurmagomedov style when it comes to what he does on the ground, but he's got better striking than Nurmagomedov. I mean, by yes, far. Yes, his, 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 his boxing, his, his traditional boxing. His boxing might be some of the best in the entire UFC, just his boxing, his yes. footwork, his head movement, everything. Well, I, who's I, he working with? <laughs> Mark Henry, baby. So, I mean, that's what you got to do. <laughs> I mean, 
But uh, yeah. I, I, I just I have a hard time picking against Frankie Edgar in this fight. I like T City. I like Ortega. I just think there's levels to this shit, son. And Frankie, there are levels there to is, this shit. So there son. is, there's. So here's the weird thing about these levels. So I mean, I'm, if you're listening to the audio, you're not going to see me doing what I'm doing. But there's every, don't worry, he looks like an ass. <laughs> probably, but there's everybody, <laughs> Damn, right? There's everybody. Yeah. Then there's Frankie Edgar. Wait, now hold on, check this out. Then there's Jose Aldo, but then also there's Jose Aldo when it comes to other yeah. people, which is so weird. Yeah, other than but which the is constant Frank, is Matt, Frankie uh, Edgar. Sure. That's the constant. And I think T City, the, the perennial, the perennial bridesmaids, is what yeah, you're saying. And I think T City's right there, right there, underneath him. As as an overall mixed martial artist, I'm gonna put T City right here, and I'm gonna put Edgar right here. Yeah. Grappling, I'm gonna put T City here, and every other motherfucker in the featherweight division. I would put, I would put, I would put uh, T City grappling, MMA grappling, jujitsu above. There's Frankie. Like, he's just right there, man. Just because Frankie's grappling, and he's right there. But overall MMA package, when it comes to the federal Frankie's better as an overall package. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, so. So why even play with T-City on the ground? Why even go to his wheelhouse? Because that's that's Frankie's wheelhouse, too, because Frankie's ground and pound, his, his, his top game is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, but he can beat him at boxing. He can beat him at boxing. In my mind, if you're Frankie Edgar, don't be afraid of the ground game. Take him down and get up. Take him down, throw a couple punches, position yourself up, prove your dominance. But don't him, play with. Take him, him down, and absolutely, just dominate him in the ground and pound. That's, I mean, that like. Don't play with him on the ground. Be the man. That's where Frankie Edgar's is best. Is his top game ground control, ground and pound. Frankie Edgar absolutely ground and pounds the shit out of people. I don't care I if you're T City. I agree. I'm you are. I you just beat his ass the way you know how to beat it. I agree, but T City scares me for Frankie because it's Absolutely the perfect not. match made in heaven. It's Absolutely the perfect not. match. There's only made one person. Heaven. There's only one person who's been a kryptonite to Frankie Edgar, and that is Jose Aldo. And that is Jose Aldo. That is Jose Aldo fighting, and that's because Jose Aldo has takedown defense better than anybody in the entire history of the UFC. Which so for so it turned into a boxing match. At that and and Jose Aldo for five rounds, you strike with him, you're not winning. And Edgar, see the, we'll see. Here's the difference: Holloway has the had, has the power that Edgar doesn't have. That's the difference. That's the, the standing punching power that Edgar doesn't have. And he has the ability to has a longer jab. He has the ability yeah, to way switch longer. stances and show, he, and show you know, different He's looks. got the height and the reach and everything that Edgar doesn't have. Yeah. So that's a big difference. So that's why Aldo was his kryptonite. T City does not have the striking to trouble Aldo at all. No, nope. <laughs> not even a he chance. Does, no. On the feet. T-City's not going to give any fits whatsoever to Frankie Edgar. Edgar's on not the ground. Finished. On the ground is where T-City wins the fight. Yeah, no, okay, there's, I there's, disagree because Edgar's, Edgar's not getting finished. Edgar's not getting finished. It's just not happening. There's, there's, there's 10 different ways there's to three, fight in MMA. There's only there's, one way that T-City can win. Don't give him the option. There's Don't four, give him the option. There is four consonants in this world. Life, death, Taxes and Frankie Edgar doesn't get finished. <laughs> that's just what, that's just what happens, man. It's, it's just I I, just, I I I'm not Frankie Edgar. Ortega's best bet to beat Frankie Edgar is submitting him or you know finishing him, and Frankie Edgar doesn't get finished. That's it. Frankie What's Frankie Edgar's takedown defense? I'm just curious. 
Has anybody even tried to take him his, down? I mean, Gray Maynard, Gray Maynard, Gray Maynard did it uh, in their first well, fight. Gray Maynard is in their is, first is, fight. Is the a second class wrestler. Yeah, yeah, the second fight was one of the best fights I've ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah, UFC like what one twenty five? I think it was. Is UFC get knocked down, get up, get knocked down, get up, get knocked down, get up, knock the, the guy down? The, yeah, down. it was one of the greatest fights I've ever seen because Jesus Christ, Edgar showed his oh his composure and recovery and, in that fight ridiculously. And, and, and and sadly, that was the fight that ended Gray Maynard's career. And sadly, that was supposed to be, I believe, the co-main event. It was supposed to be uh, main event was supposed to be Jose Aldo making his first featherweight defense over uh, against uh, Josh Grisby at the time. I think so. But yeah, that was the fight that Gray Maynard. He got rocked yeah. too many times and was done for. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, I just I'm but, not betting against Edgar. Look, so, look, like I said when we introduced us talking about this fight, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence for it. Yeah. I, I just worried because T City. I'm not going to call him Brian Ortega because I'm trying to prove the point here. He's triangle motherfucking city. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I don't want to be in his guard. I'll be in his half guard. I'll play half guard game with that guy all fucking day long. I, if he puts me in guard, I'm standing up and walking away. Frankie Edgar, it, can he pass the half guard? There's all these ifs because when they're on the ground, the, the, the tried and true ground guy mm-hmm. is going to be T-City when it comes to submissions jiu-jitsu. Yeah. The only way T-City wins is on the ground. That's it. He doesn't win on the feet. He wins on the ground. So if I'm Frankie Edgar... Don't be afraid of the ground because you are one of, if not the best ground and pounders in all of MMA. The best ground and pounder, okay, Khabib, the second best in all of MMA, the best in the flyweight division, okay? Yeah. Don't be afraid of it, but yeah. don't don't jump in that pool until you have to. Piece them up on the feet. Use your in-and-out game. Use your angles because Frankie is a good guy at darting in and out. Do that. Take him down. Hit him with a couple. Pop back up and say, look, bitch, I own you. Don't go jump in his pool. Make him swim in yours. Boom. That's my analogy for the day. All right. Done. That, that's a good. No, it's fair, man. And on that note. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. I thought that was a good analogy. I was going to walk away. <laughs> well, you, you're not dropping ah. the mic. You're dropping the, 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 the earbuds. <laughs> the earbuds. Yeah. I got it. I, I got say, Don't drop that mic. It's, it's, it's like a $60 mic or whatever, man. So fucking. 60 bucks is a lot of fucking money. It is, but I, we still, I still want that Yeti. I still want that Yeti. Oh, I want that Yeti. Sean. Sean Sean Garmer got the Yeti, and I'm jealous. Did he now? Yeah, motherfucker. Should be. By the way, well done, Sean Garmer, Sean. Omer of W2Mnet.com. Speaking of that, Joe, give us our big break. What's yeah, up, let's, dude? Let's do it, brother. Let's let's get this social media going. Social media. I've been saying it wrong for 30 episodes. Apparently, <laughs> I don't know my own fucking Twitter handle. It's not J Hud. It's fucking Joe. HUD that explains that why J-O- you don't have followers, right? That, uh, no, we're going to use that. that we're going to use that. I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, that's the reason why, <laughs> not because I suck at social media. But it is – please, if you hear this, just follow me so I know you listen. That will be great. And I'll send out some fun tweets. It's JoeHUD45, J-O-E-H-U-D, the number 45 at fucking Twitter.com <laughs> bullshit, whatever. I got my Instagram right. That's probably why I got a couple Instagram followers, because at least I do that one right. There you go. That one is MMA to the Max Joe. And as always, the two is the numero dos. Rob, what you got? Using the Espanol. Uh, Uh, We have to do that. (laughs) Well, we live in California, so. A lot of Um, Spanish speakers. I've been learning out in the field with the guys. They're teaching me some cool words in Spanish. I don't want to repeat them on air, because this is a family show. (laughs) <laughs> is it is it is it like uh 
it's, you know, they're teaching you like how to say don't build a wall or they're teaching me how to say you fucking gringo. I've been doing this for 20 <laughs> years. Shut the fuck up and go back in the trailer in your office where you belong. That's the gist of what they're saying. But I know, like what those people are saying some... because I would say that to you too if I worked for you. Anyways, follow me on Twitter <laughs> if you want at It's Rock Robster. As you, you know, you can see at the bottom of both of our screens there for our Instagrams and, and Twitters. Follow me on Instagram at MMA to the Max Rob. Follow us on the show on Twitter at MMA to the Max Show and Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash MMA to the Max Podcast. As always, as my co-host says, it's the number two, not the letters, T-O. El numero dos. You want to get a hold of me and talk MMA, you can do it at any time you want. When you go to the Facebook group, MMA Freaks, or go to the newly minted group, W2Mnet.com. Discussion and debate used to be uh, just nothing but wrestling debate. We are opening that up to wrestling, movies, video games, MMA, sports, football, everything you want to do. Find us interact as always. Interact with the co-host there. That's right. You can interact with us anytime you want there. Listen to us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, watch us on YouTube, get us on Google Play and Spreaker. Do whatever you got to do. As always, check us out at our parent website, the place that gave us our start, w2mnet.com. For all your sports, movies, video games, and entertainment, I like it. Very nice. I like I like, I like how you're doing that, man. It's like uh, it's like uh, MC Hammer too legit to quit there. W two M net. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. We got this whole new video thing. I'm trying to make it. More we're trying. We're trying to make it work. We're trying to make it work. Yeah. So, like I said, by the way, like like I said, man, Facebook search up MMA, MMA freaks. Got a lot of fighters in that group. Good discussions, good uh, good uh, uh, fight discussion threads on every fight. Check it out. If you're going to use my opinions on these types of things, just say, hey, as heard on MMA to the max, just so everyone knows <laughs> where you're getting all your valid argumental information from. This is your database. It's okay. It's like when you write a paper, you big that bibliography. Just just give us credit where credit's due. That's all we're asking. <laughs> just say I heard about you guys on MMA <laughs> to the Max. That's the greatest podcast I've ever I've ever listened to or seen. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, on that note, I think we're done then. I think we're done. I think we're done. Um, anything else you got to add? We're done. We're good. We're good. All right. Yeah. Uh, we're good. Check out all the beers we've uh, we've pimped tonight. Uh, Black Boot. 29th birthday reserve belching beavers collaboration with the deftones good morning beautiful and this is a 12.2 percent beer by the way so Jesus if i got a little Christ, nice. the end, i like it why. yeah that <laughs> i'm like, holy I'm starting shit. to feel like a little bit of a buzz what the hell have you guys noticed dude. me earlier in the show I'm sitting here looking down i'm like i'm getting a little buzz the what good morning 12. the good morning beautiful is only 5.5 and the uh the uh marshmallow is 7.1 so i'm barely hitting your fucking percentage by yeah, volume with two of them why am i starting to get a touch of a buzz here and i'm like oh it's 12.2. I just yeah, drank a bottle of wine. That explains it. Jesus, good job, dude. Congratulations. I'm going to have to check that out now. Wow. Yeah, I think I've got a favorite porter at this point. Yeah, that, that's... 29 a year. Too bad it looks like it's a special release. Anyways, oh. for my co-host, Joseph Hudson, Riverside Joe, I am your host, Robert Taylor. This has been Eminem Max. We will see you once again next week. Take care. See ya. The previous podcast has been an original W2Mnet.com production. For more great content like this, go to w2mnet.com. 
for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports.